Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare ridiculous crime is a production of iHeartRadio. elizabeth dutton zarin burnett do you have a second i do i have a question for you And I think I probably have an answer. You do? Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. My question is, what shoe size do you wear? Size one. No, I don't really care about that. You know what's ridiculous? (laughs) I do. What? Uh, Okay. I have a couple questions for you. Really? Yeah. If we're just going to. Flipping it right back. Yeah, the Uno reverse. Okay. Um, You wear a lot of Carhartt, right? But like you've been wearing it for a long, long time. I was a house painter, so I found those very comfortable. And then I said, yeah, yeah, I can wear these when I'm not painting. Exactly. And um, then you also, you have like a can of WD-40 in your house? I always do, yes. Right. It's my lucky can, but yes. So, you know, we're thinking about like, and you also, you like French workwear, like the French Oh, yeah, totally, yes. You're super into that. I'm very into that. The big pockets. I like the smock look. I want to look like some like Jasper Johns ripoff. So you're like a worker boy. Yes, pretty much. I like the workwear. Right. Now, um, does that that extend to your, let's say, your, um, your personal care? Do I use workwear on my face? Is that what we're sure, asking? Sure. Is this like, hey? Here's a good question, Saren. What do you smell like? <laughs> what do I smell like? Have you ever been close to like a like one of those uh, little brown bears that are in the California woods? <laughs> Musk. Yeah, it's it's musky, but yet also piney. It's, okay. There's like a fragrance that you you, you can you, smell the California. Do you ever smell like WD forty? Oh no. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. If I can't get to my lava soap, <laughs> so. M-S-C-H-F, which I suppose is like mischief, but they took all the vowels out. They fell out when they were oh, running down the street. I, it sounded to me like a chemical formula. Like mischief. But yeah. um, it's like a, um art collective. Oh, yes. And they made... I love those. They made a luxury perfume. What a weird art collective. And it is a fragrance modeled after WD-40, the industrial lubricant. <sighs> Now it was uh-huh. it was forty eight dollars a bottle. Forty eight dollars. Wow. Yeah. Which you know, in terms of like you could luxury just spray perfume, WD forty on chips. you. Well, yeah. Basically, apparently, it smells exactly like WD forty. <laughs> See, then why do you? You need- know, it's not like oh, we added some you know jasmine and citrus. Yeah, no, this of- is like legit. It apparently it looks like kind of like a WD forty can, but oh my- just a little more streamlined really? and elegant. Okay. It's called smells like WD forty eau de parfum. <laughs> or wow. alcohol water fragrance. Okay. Um. Anyway, so you said forty eight dollars for this. Well, yeah, but I went which to which is the, cheap as chips, as you pointed out. Yeah, so exactly. I'm, I'm into that. I went to the website. Uh huh. Smells like WD40.com. Oh, Lord. And it's sold out. Oh, shocking. So sold all 17 out. bottles were sold out. <laughs> yeah. And you can click on a toolbox um, for oh God. Um, that you can sign up for future drops. Dude. I'm so sorry. I signed you up. Ah, did you really? And you're welcome. Yeah, I did. <laughs> now, I'd be really impressed if they had like a perfume that made me smell like three in one oil. That ooh, was the ooh. stuff that like my dad used. That yeah, was yeah. like before WD 40. Uh-huh. It was like real old man stuff. Right. 
Yeah, well, give me some of that. I I think I can just buy you a bottle and douse you that, when yeah, you're little, not looking. This little dab underneath um, the cheeks. But what I do want to just make sure you yeah. understand uh-huh. is that that is ridiculous. Damn right that is. Mm-hmm. With the mashups. Why do you do? Like, where do you come up with these? Do you just like, like not rude like dudes. me? Is that what it is? Either rude dudes send them in, mm-hmm. or I stumble upon them in the wild, and then <sighs> magic happens. Well, anyway, stealing from Paris Hilton. Ridiculous. Totally ridiculous, right? But what if you were doing it because you love her reality TV shows and you're convinced she's dumb enough to leave the front door to her house open? Did people steal her dog? Yeah, that's true. Remember Mm -hmm. that? Yeah. We get a lot of of requests for this particular story, Elizabeth. Okay. And since we love the Rude Dudes, we decided to start the year on the good foot with a fan request. Yes. Elizabeth, you ready to hear the story of the bling ring? Of course I am. This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth? Yes. The bling ring. What do you yeah. know about them? Do you know anything? Am I telling you something you already know? I know I know some of it. You know some of it. Okay, I didn't yeah. know much other than like what headlines I'd gleaned from living in L.A. at the time. I don't believe I've ever seen that. There's a movie, right, about it? Sure. Um, but I, I didn't, didn't watch it in preparation yeah, for this. Yeah, I didn't this. see that. But I remember it was sort of like in the Wild West days of uh, reality TV when it had mm. shifted to mm-hmm. like L.A.-based stuff. Oh, yes. And there was a show at the time. Let's pretend I watched TV then. Let's pretend. And there was a reality show that this girl and her family were on, the mom and like, I don't know, two daughters or something like that. Yes. I don't know. I watched it. I think it. I know what show you're talking about. Yeah. And so that were was Were their like, names Alexis and Tessa? Yes. Or Tessa? Yeah. So one of them was a robber girl. Yeah. And she, but that is exposed halfway through the season. Yes. And then, I, you know, I was like, if I watched TV then, I might have watched like Real Housewives stuff. Really? Yeah. But then- I, I kind of got into it late. I didn't get in on the ground floor. But mm-hmm. then there was like one of the men on the show took his own life. And Ooh. that's when I was like, I can't watch reality TV. Yeah, I, I mean, if that. I had been watching TV, well, I let's couldn't just say watch in a reality. Hypothetical. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to watch reality TV after that. And that's what that's what put the nail in the coffin. Oh, no pun intended. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, for this whole piece, I, I I was unfamiliar with the the vagaries and the peculiarities and the specifics of the bling ring. Mm-hmm. I just knew the vague shape. I knew the Rash- the Rashomon of this story, it right? It was such a crazy time for, you know, celebrity gossip type stuff, mm-hmm. and it was all like early aughts. Yes, essentially. La- the, late aughts. Late aughts. Yes. And, uh, you know, it was all like the Us Weekly, you mm-hmm. know, era of things. <laughs> Now, this, yeah, basically, this is the era when Paris Hilton, uh, Orlando Bloom, uh, you know, Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, they were young Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. And now, Lindsay Lohan, interestingly, it turns out she's the holy grail of targets for all th- these people, for the oh, bling really? ring. She was the mountaintop. Anyway, the main crew for the bling ring, there was four teenage girls, one teen boy, and a scuzzy lowlife man or two, right? Now, the, if you recall, their methods were home burglaries. Uh, their nicknames were developed slowly because the LAPD first called them the Hollywood Hills Burglars. Mm. Not catchy. No. TMZ called them the Burglar Bunch. That's stupid. What? <laughs> the LA Times, they came up with a nickname that stuck, the Bling Ring. Because you're right, this was following the early 2000s Bling era, basically, uh-huh. right? The Hype Williams v- but music the videos. But when you say the Bling area, that's when, like, sort of suburban moms started that's saying exactly. Bling. exactly. That's why and it's, like they, they, it's years late. It's akin to how suburban moms say bye, Felicia, but yes. they don't know it's from Friday and they don't know the context. Exactly. The whole Bling thing, it makes me want to punch people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> the Oakland and you just jumped oh, out. Now, the, when an LA Times reporter is using bling, you can just know it's pretty much done. It's right? done. So it's, that's yeah. where we are with bling. But anyway, Stick a fork in it, Zaren. Yes, the thing is done. Now, the New York Times, they got to the heart of the matter. They said, were teenagers too enthralled by stars? Yeah, sure. It's the question that people always ask. There's that one guy like on Twitter always does like, a hundred years ago, this is what we were worried about. It shows like right. the New York Times. It's been the same forever, yeah. right? Anyway, there was this one guy. Officer Brett Goodkin, 
from the LAPD. He was a detective who oversaw the investigation. He is a man who is quote worthy. I'll just put it that way, because here is a potent quotable from Officer Goodkin. (laughs) It may be a stretch, but is wanting to wear somebody's clothes that different from wanting to wrap yourself up in their skin like that guy in the Silence of the Lambs? Wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) Officer Brett, you got some issues (laughs) Got got something going on inside, Brett. Like you borrow someone's sweater is like trying to make a skin suit? Exactly. Trying to wear their flesh bag. So there you have it. The vibe, the mood, the energy of this crime and its investigation. So now you ready to dive in? I'm so ready. So today's perps, they are an odd amalgam. There was the alleged ringleaders, Rachel Lee, 18, Nick Prugo, 19. Their partners in crime were Diana Tameo, she was 19, Courtney Ames, 19, Alexis Nears, that's the one from your show, yeah, yeah. she was 18. They were aided and abetted by two grown men. There was Jonathan Ajar, he was 28, he was a nightclub promoter. Mm. And Roy Lopez <laughs> Jr., who was a bouncer. Oh, boy. So how did this bunch all find each other, Elizabeth? Was it just a bunch of harmless fun that allowed them to all come together? Kind of. A message Not board? really. <laughs> no. Well, here, we'll start with Nick Prugo and Rachel Lee, they, the masterminds. Rachel Lee was from Calabasas. Uh, do you know Calabasas? Yeah, uh, vaguely. It's a wealthy enclave in the San Fernando mm-hmm. Valley. It's just over the hill from Malibu going east. It's also home to a number of celebrities, uh, J-Lo, Will Smith, the Kardashians. Oh. I used to paint houses in L.A. We talked about right, that numerous right. times. I worked in Calabasas a bunch because I did high-end homes. Uh-huh. There's one time we painted in this house that was being gutted. Super nice mansion. I, like, took, like, marble home from there. It was crazy, right? <laughs> now, just down the street was J-Lo's all-white brick place. So I had to drive past it every morning, which I actually did get to see her coming out of it. Anyway, one day I was out spinning brushes just after I cleaned them, and Howie Mandel sort of like half jogs, half walks by, and I'm like, <laughs> Is that Howie Mandel? And I just nodded at him because it's Calabasas. You're like, it's got to be sure, Howie Mandel, sure. right? And I said I wasn't bothering him, and he saw that, so he just nodded back. The guy I'm painting with, he's like, who is that? You're you're trying to like like head nod at, and I was like, that was Howie Mandel. He's like, who the hell was Howie Mandel? Oh God, <laughs> I love those days. <laughs> anyway, nice neighborhood is my point. Lots of celebrities just milling about on the streets. You can just bump into them. Most notably, as I said, the Kardashians are really the ones who made Calabasas famous okay. in this era, right? Uh-huh. Now, at this point, this is 2008, 2009. Okay, okay. okay? As you were pointing out, reality shows were peaking. Facebook was maybe a year old in, the, in 2009. Still only on college campus. For the most part, this is peak era keeping up with the Kardashians when they were making their name, right? In a sense, right? This is the, as you pointed out, the Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton era, but also the Hills. The OC, Gossip Girl. Oh, the right? OC. You remember these shows? It started yes. to conjure stuff together, right? Yes. They, they called this era Young Hollywood. Yeah. Now, yeah, that, yeah. Okay. Now, you could make personally, as I said, I I was around this stuff. I heard, <laughs> heard hear people talking about it, but you could hit me in the head with Rachel Bilson, and I'm like, was that Audrina Partridge? <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea who these people are. Right? So, but I do know, the, I remember the shows. I remember my friends watching them and talking about them, but whatever. So, these two Calabasas kids, they decide the best way for them to enjoy the stuff that they see on these shows the OC, the Hills, uh-huh. they want to be these part people. They're like, how do we get to be them? They're so close. They're in L.A. All they have to do is go become famous, get a reality show. They could soon start posting on YouTube and becoming famous that way. Instead, they're like, what if we steal it? <laughs> right to the source, faster, Elizabeth. Yes. Much faster. Also, it's a plan as old as time. I mean, it was mm-hmm. one of the first jobs. I think it was the second job. It was the- <laughs> so Nick Pruga and Rachel Lee, they first met at a continuation high school in nearby Indian Hills. Uh-huh. Uh, the year was 2006 when they met. Nick was sent there from Calabasas High. He'd been removed for excess absences. He was like Mm. me. He used to cut school anyway. He was already on a challenging path, right? So he gets diagnosed with ADHD. The docs prescribed uh, Concerta. That's a drug Mm. for it. Anyway, that wasn't all. He'd also been diagnosed with anxiety. So the docs loaded him up on Zoloft. So he's Uh like, you know, popping around on some pills. And then he meets Rachel Lee, Mm. right? Now, the two, they click instantly. It's his first and real true friend. It's like one of those teen movie type moments, right? Yeah. At this point, to keep in context, teens were using IM primarily. Because Internet messenger inter- yeah. or instant, instant messenger. messenger. Yeah. And so when they became friends, did she take off her glasses and take her hair down from a bun and suddenly she was bodacious babe? No, he did that for her because remember, that's take, how he takes he it take off. Did he take off, and off she's his like, glasses and he's let like, his look, hair down? He his hair down. He's like, look, he could be beautiful like me. <laughs> So, do you remember, like, uh, this is also, by the way, pre-iPhone. So, these kids were texting. Do you oh, remember yeah, the yeah, whole, yeah. like, having to hit it three times to get the oh letter God, A? So with and... those Nokia brick yes. ones? Yeah. So and then you would tell people to stop texting me because I have to pay for it Yeah, it's time. like 25 cents every time you text me. <laughs> so, that's this era, right? So, yeah. Rachel and Nick, they text, they IM all the time. They have the same interests, young Hollywood, fashion. Mm-hmm. Nick would later, uh, he would call Rachel, and I quote, she was haughty and spoiled, right? 
At the time, he called her his bestie. So Rachel Lee was also a somewhat troubled kid. Now, despite her parents' financial status, her parents were divorced. Her father had moved away to Vegas. Her mother was a North Korean immigrant Mm -hmm. who was living in L.A. She'd managed to become the owner of two Kumon tutoring centers. Wait, a North Korean immigrant? immigrant. So like a defectee. Yes, exactly. Defector. Yeah, defectee, I think. Yeah, defector, yeah. Yeah, because I think a defectee was someone with defects, like who's the victim of the... (laughs) (laughs) They've been defected. So like Kim Jong-un Like if the child was taken. Okay. (laughs) I've been defected from. <laughs> they defected on me, Ma. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. You know, I don't speak English. English is a fun language because you can do whatever you want with it. You know, I guess. There are no rules, Elizabeth. You know what? Who knows who cares? Yeah, you just go, no, I was using another part of the language you don't know about. It's some part <laughs> it's you don't know about. It, you, it's advanced. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a borrowed from the French. Anyway, <laughs> so the mother, she remarries this guy. Rachel can't stand. Once again, classic recipe for teen misbehavior. Yeah. Nick's family. Also, they weren't doing too shabby, right? These are like, you know, L.A. kids. He wasn't from the wrong side of the tracks kind of kid. He's not that, right? His father is a senior vice president at I Am Global, mm. which is an independent film distributor and sales company. Okay. I had to look that up. Anyway, for instance. <laughs> it they, just sounds. Fancy. I am, I am global. global. Yeah. Now, what they did for like real was they handled foreign sales and distribution of Hollywood movies. Mm. So they distributed like a uh, paranormal activity overseas. Okay. Do you remember paranormal activity? No. Like the little ghost baby and the like big mansion. I don't stuff like that. Anyway, the mother, she had a dog walking business. So okay. that can be a big money maker in LA. It really can. I had a friend who did that for somebody who did it for stars. And, and good exercise. He made like about as much as a lawyer. It was insane. Wow. Yeah. Now, despite this rather well off upbringing, Nick Prugo decided, I'm going to become a teen movie cliche, right? And Rachel Lee's like, I'm so into that. Let's do it. Besties. So Rachel Lee, as I should point out, she had been voted best dressed at Calabasas High School Mm. back in 2007. So she had the clothes, right? She didn't need to steal these clothes. She already was rocking like nice fits. Okay. She also drove a white Audi A4. Ooh. She was that girl in school, right? Now, I swear, this is, as I keep saying, this is not the plot of a teen movie. It just sounds like (laughs) it, it, right? It's more like they were trying to cast themselves into a reality show. (laughs) Right, right. Anyway, Nick and the other kids, they would gather at Rachel Lee's house. It wasn't big and luxurious, but the kids like to kick back there. In 2008, L.A. area teens, they, at this point, they're 10th graders. They would do what most of them would do. They would smoke pot together. they go to house parties, red solo cups. You know the drill. Not really, but yeah. yeah they'd also drive over the hill to hit up Zuma Beach. It was just north of yeah. Malibu. Yeah. It's, it's often used for as a backdrop for MTV beach shoots and oh, fashion really? shoots. It's a very stylish, picturesque, free Zuma, man. You ever been? Anyway, <laughs> Ra- Nick and Rachel were doing normal teenage stuff, is my point, in the L.A. area. And then one day they decide they're going to pull off a quick ripoff of a student they know who was out of town. Rachel Lee proposes the idea, like, let's break into his house in the Woodland Hills, which is just a few exits yeah, south, or rather, yeah. I guess, east on the 101 freeway. Anyway, right. Nick recalled, I'm like, okay, whatever, just wanting to please her. So he decides they're <laughs> going to do it. Their first job works beautifully. Rachel Lee finds a box of cash hidden under a bed in the house. A box of cash, a Elizabeth. Box. Inside the box, eight grand. What? As Nick tells it, we've got four grand. Like, this isn't so bad. We didn't kill anybody. So he's into it. The next day, the pair yeah. celebrate. They blow four grand each on a shopping spree on Rodeo Drive. Gross. Yeah. After that, the pair graduated to a new small crime. They started breaking into random cars. They yeah. were bipping. Yeah, they were bipping. Totally. So <laughs> his lawyer, Nick Prugo's eventual lawyer, Sean Ehrenstoft, he said, Rachel, for fun, would break into cars in rich neighborhoods. She would yank on the handles of cars to see if they were locked. They'd find an open door, grab a roach. Now, for those keeping the score at home, when the lawyer said to grab a roach, he means, uh, he didn't mean la cucaracha. He means like a a joint. The sticky end of the the, jazz cabbage cigarette. Yeah, the very end of it. Yeah. Anyway, so the pair, they typically, they grab credit cards, cash, whatever they could find in a Rolls Royce, a Bentley, or whatever luxury car they managed to peel open. And then the very next day, the pair would go once again to Rodeo Drive or the Melrose Boutiques or the shops on Robertson, and they'd use the stolen cards before they were reported stolen. That was the Robertson era of shopping. exactly. So people are leaving cash and credit cards in their cars? Yeah, just like, yeah, because they when you're at a certain point rich, you just don't, you'll see. There's a lot of this. Like, you'll see the well, pattern you, you holds. Well, you know, you pull into Taco Bell yeah. and you're like, give me like 4K worth of whatever <laughs> 4K, it is. Yes. And then they're like, sure. And they just start throwing <laughs> you it. You just throw the, like the gold card at them. You're uh-huh. like, I'll be back for that you tomorrow. You gotta have that cash. You guys hang on to that. You want to buy like, you know nine pallets of oranges on the side of the road, but you got to have cash. Yeah, it's it's very key that you have cash in LA. Now, uh, let's take a little break. Mm -hmm. And then when we get back, I will tell you about how they decided to go big with their ideas and go way beyond breaking into cars. Go big or go home. 
rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime, it also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24 7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and there's a 60 day money back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. That's simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. There's no safe like Simply Safe. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Elizabeth. Yes. We're back. You run, You ready to get uh, I am some bling on this ring? So born ready. Okay. So about this time, this is uh, late 2008, right? Mm -hmm. October, September. They're back in the school year. Okay. The 2008. So the summer has passed and now they're like, we should get into crime because we have school. This sucks. That'd be fun. So this pair, they move into stocking bigger, fancier famous targets for their larceny. Starting in October 2008, they decided to rob one of the young celebrities from young Hollywood that they idolized. They knew that you know, they could pick one that was near them because they're in L.A., they're basically, right? Yeah. So they picked one who lived really close nearby in Calabasas, mm -hmm. but not Calabasas exactly. Instead, she lived in Sherman Oaks. Oh, so okay, it was like yeah, you know, yeah. a town or two away. It's another wealthy town in the valley, right? So they picked their first celebrity target not just based on their her proximity to them, but also because they figured she was dumb. All right? They were like, she's so dumb, she'll leave her house unlocked. So they did the <laughs> research on TMZ, and they coordinated with the fan sites online and, like, the Perez Hilton of, the, of oh, it all. Oh, that's another one from right? that era. And they, they used Google Earth, like, a OG Street View, to, like, find a way into the neighborhood, past the security gates, close enough that they could just walk over to the star's house. Then they did a few rounds of surveillance. As Nick uh, recalled it, we'd be like a little research team. So they would drive <laughs> as close as they could get to the celebrity's house. They'd use MapQuest. Yeah, totally, totally. They'd print it out, drive around. <laughs> so they figured out once that, how to get in, right? Then they once they were all set, they would, uh, they would strike. So you ready to break into Paris Hilton's house? Oh, am I? Yeah. So as I said, October 2008, Nick and Rachel, they break into Paris Hilton's house. Not once, not twice, but four times. They just oh. they just kept going back. They're like, I love it here. And she leaves the door unlocked? Yeah. Now, you may recall that I said they picked Paris Hilton as their first victim because they figured she was dumb, right? Yeah. Dumb enough that, to leave her house unlocked while she was away. Uh -huh. Turns out they were right. Well, half right. She did lock her front door. Okay. Right? She did. But she also left the key to the front door under the mat. No, honey. <laughs> like right at the front door. And she also left her personal safe open and unlocked. What? Why have a safe if you <laughs> just put it in a box Does like the other ding-dongs would? Well, you know, I, I can be telling you all this stuff, but I don't think you're going to really grasp it unless I put you there. So uh -uh. rather than me tell you about Robin mm -hmm. Paris Hilton, Elizabeth, I'd like you to close your eyes. Eyes are closed. I'd like you to picture it. It's October 2008, Sherman Oaks, California. 
A Spanish-tiled roofed mansion sits nestled by lush and well-gardened greenery. Notable for the autumn, the home feels safe and secure behind the gates of a planned community for the ultra-wealthy. You are the front door key to Paris Hilton's home. <laughs> you are currently snug as a bug in a rug where you're normally secreted away by the heiress. You are under the doormat at her front door, which explains why you can both feel and hear the approaching footsteps. And then you feel it, the sweep of motion, followed by the rush of cool night air. You are exposed, girl. Someone has lifted back the corner of the doormat. Your metallic skin is chilled by the night air. You squint and look up to see a teenage burglar looking down at you. He grins triumphantly, and then he says, stupid. He's not talking about you. He's talking about the owner of the home, Paris Hilton. The teen burglar grabs you, and with not so much as, hey, how are you doing? He just shoves you under the lock of the front door. One quick twist later, the tumblers of the lock release, and the front door opens to the turn of the knob. The thieves are inside. For some reason, the teen burglar decides to take you along for the ride. He pockets you. The bling ring crew doesn't rush. It's just two people. They move slowly, deliberately, like shoppers looking for what they want, which is essentially what they are. But they're also quite giddy to be in Paris Hilton's house. The teens, they grab luggage, they unzip it, and then they go on shopping sprees. Drawers are opened, rifled through. Jewelry boxes are opened, the contents dumped, pawed through. Between delighted giggles, the girl thief asks if the boy burglar has seen the safe yet. She says she's going to go upstairs and check for valuables. Being a key... You guess that's where you'd hide the safe if you were Paris Hilton, in her bedroom. Now, the boy thief, he acts as a lookout as the girl thief searches Paris Hilton's bedroom for jewelry, for clothing she likes, but also for cash or for drugs. The boy thief, he's nervous. He swipes sweat from his face and he yells, let's get the f*** out of here. But the girl thief ignores him and keeps rifling through Paris Hilton's things. For some reason, this kind of upsets you. You can't do anything about it, but you're, you're just a simple, humble, quick-set key. But you would just want to yell, stop! Meanwhile, the girl thief, she shouts back, it's fine, it's fine, let's just keep shopping. The girl thief discovers something she likes, a set of designer bras. Apparently, she and Paris Hilton are similarly sized. She also sees and scoops up a designer dress she covets. You're surprised when they discover Paris Hilton's nightclub room. The heiress has her own nightclub in what? her home. You've never been in this room. You rarely get invited inside. You're always there under the doormat. Anyway, you had no idea there was a nightclub inside. You find it a bit gauche, though. Seeing it for yourself, it's somewhat declassé. You watch, though, as the boy thief grabs a bottle of Grey Goose vodka. He says, score! And you have your own opinions, right, Grey Goose? Anyway, <laughs> the boy scoops up handfuls of 50s and 100s just left lying about loose. Some are in random purses and handbags in the room, also left scattered about... You wish you could somehow contact Paris and tell her to rush home, but you also don't want anything to happen to her. You wonder what Paris would say. You decide she'd say, that's hot, <laughs> which isn't helpful at all. You're surprised, though, when the boy thief takes you back to the front doormat, he tucks you back where he first found you, then it all goes dark. You listen to their footsteps as they walk away. Wow. The reason why the bling ring puts you back where they found you, Elizabeth, was the reason why they returned the key was that they wanted to come back. And they did three more times. And they, wow. And they never tied it to the key being under the mat. Or they when were, I say they, I mean Paris's Yeah, Paris's people. security team or whatever. No, they, they didn't think, well, the bling ring people didn't think Paris Hilton would notice what had been stolen because the way she left her life in disarray. Like the, Oh, like, so it was already kind of like everything's everywhere. I, I guess so. This is just what off the accounts of what they're saying. So they thought, oh, we'll come back in a few weeks and we'll hit her up again. We'll uh -huh. come back in a few weeks after that. That, hit her up again and they were right Paris Hilton did not notice the first break-in oh, wow. she did not notice the second break-in she did not notice the third break-in you're kidding she didn't phone the police or report any stolen items to her homeowner's insurance until the fourth time and wow. then, just as they planned, Rachel Lee and Nick Frugo, as I told you, they kept going back and right up to that point, right? Mm -hmm. as, as, as Nick said, we found out about like five grams of Coke in Paris's house. <gasps> that was like on the second or third trip. Oh my God. They, of course, you know, chopped it up, blew some rails. So they got high as giraffe eyebrows inside of Paris Hilton's little nightclub. And then they drove into the early morning, racing along Mulholland Drive. That's that road that runs like yeah. a ribbon across the top of the Hollywood Hills, right? Yeah. And as Nick put it, they had the best time of our lives. Oh, God. So, I should. <laughs> say, as far as the allegations that Paris Hilton had cocaine left lying around in her home, uh -huh. Don Miller, a representative for Paris Hilton, would insist that I include her quote. And I quote, yes. I don't know why anyone would listen to allegations made by a self-confessed thief. Mm. Anyway, back to our story. Well, I thought it was going to be like, 
Remember when Lindsay Lohan got busted and they found coke in her pants pocket mm-hmm. and she said they weren't her pants? Yes, that's that's love that. that's my move. It's like yeah. I don't even know how I got these pants on me. <laughs> so after they successfully robbed Paris Hilton's place four different times, the heiress, as they said, finally catches on. She goes to the police. She reports the thefts. Now the police are like, oh. Well, okay, that probably happens, whatever. They thought it was an isolated thing. They don't realize this is the beginning of a much bigger iceberg. Yeah. The bling ring, mind you, they're like a zoo animal at this point, but one who has tasted human flesh. <laughs> they got bloodless. They long for more. They're like, we got to do this again. They're now dangerous to young Hollywood. Yeah, they are yeah. stalking young Hollywood. And they come up with a wish list of other celebs they, they plan to rob. Oh, no. <laughs> then they made their first big mistake. Mm-hmm. They invited other teens to join them. Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> more people, the more You got, you got these two troubled for, kids. Yeah. They'll keep their secrets. And then they decide, oh, let's go grab my friend, whoever. And then that's where it ends. That's yeah. the beginning. Of, that marks the beginning of the end. Anyway, February 2009, Rachel Lee, Nick Prugo, they invite Diana Tomeo to join their crime spree. Now, Tomeo was an unexpected choice since she was the 2008 class president at Indian Hills High School. Oh, wow. She was also voted best smile in her class. She was also an undocumented migrant from Mexico. So she had a lot of things, reasons not to do this. Yeah, yeah, But anyway, the pair also invited another friend, Courtney Ames, into their makeshift gang at this point. She and Rachel, they had known each other for a long time. She also attended Calabasas High School. So as their little gang swells in number, Nick Prugo, he begins to grow jealous. Mm. As he later recalled, I didn't want all these people coming in. I found it odd that Rachel would want to involve more people. Well, and like legit, if you're finding... Four grand somewhere. Now you got to split it way more. It's true. Good mm-hmm. point. Look at you. <laughs> Working the percentages. Exactly. Well, these newcomers, they brought their own strengths to this burgeoning criminal gang. For instance, when the crew came across this one house that had no unlocked doors, no easy-to-access keys, no open windows, they had newcomer Diana Tomeo. And what did she do? She slid into the house through a dog door. <laughs> Her small size was a major asset, Elizabeth. Oh, no. Now, around the same time, February 2009, the now-assembled Bling Ring crew, they picked their next young celeb target, right? They picked Audrina Partridge. I don't know who that is. Yeah, anyway. So, from the reality TV show... She on the Partridge family? The Hills. She was on the Hills. Oh, I never I never watched. I mean, I don't watch television. Yeah, so like, you wouldn't have ever known anyway. But yeah, I've, I've never seen yeah, that. Yeah, she was, she was on the Hills. There you okay, go. Okay, So, for her. deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> they guessed that uh, Audrina would be out partying on Oscar night. They were correct. Wait, so, a, okay. Yeah. A reality star. Well, everyone in L.A. goes out partying goes on Oscar to, night. It's oh, like a okay. big thing. It's she a, wasn't, like, going to yeah, the no, Oscars. You're, you're not going to the Vanity Fair after party. Right. But you're going to go to an Oscar party to be seen and then hopefully, you know, maybe strike some business like deals. The, the and like the Von Dutch. Someone goes, like, we should cast you for this new shoot or whatever. Oh, okay. The Von Dutch party. The exactly. Dutch I saw party. you slip that in I there. I did. I snuck it. So these small-time burglars, they mm-hmm. make a, their next rookie mistake, Right. They get filmed by Audrina Partridge's security cameras. Oh, man. It was Nick Prugo and Rachel Lee's faces that get caught. Now, they were filmed walking around inside the home, very much taking their time, kind of like they were shopping once again, which is essentially what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Now, after checking the security camera footage, Audrina Partridge wondered, why? Why did they do this? And she she (laughs) told Nancy Jo Sales from Vanity Fair, who did a great story on this, if you want to read more about it. She said, quote, I watched surveillance videos expecting it to be these big, scary guys, and instead it was these two kids and these two kids got to work on her stuff right uh-huh. so back to Audrina Partridge they took bags and bags of stuff they took my great grandma's jewelry my passport my laptop jeans made to fit my body to my perfect shape <laughs> wait a minute not your jeans made no! to fit your body to your perfect shape wait why they take her Audrina, passport it's not fair <laughs> Why did they take her passport? I don't know. That's rough business, I, they, right? right? Exactly. Well, all told, they took $43,000 worth of her stuff that faded Whoa. Oscar night, right? In a very snarling tone, Audrina Patridge said of Rachel Lee, she's a little obsessed girl. I got to tell you, she's going to get what she deserves. She's obsessed. She, she didn't know who she was at the time. She was just oh, talking just about that whoever. that girl in yeah, the video. She, she was, I can't believe Paris didn't have video in the house. Hey, I'm just saying. Anyway, you know, I think that was the arrogance of being so wealthy for so long. She's like, how could anyone ever get to me or whatever? I don't know. Now, of course, Audrina Partridge was correct. Rachel Lee would get what was coming to her in Mm. which she deserved. But this would take time, Elizabeth. First, there would be many more young celeb victims and break-ins. Meanwhile, Audrina Partridge posted her security camera footage online and asked for help in finding the thieves. If her fame had caused her to be a target... 
Perhaps she could spin it back around and use her fame as a weapon, as a tool of investigation. <laughs> of course, TMZ ran the videos. They're all over TV. The local uh, KTLA is running mm -hmm. it, right? No leads come forward. Oh, see, now, if I am like the, like, if I were me at that age mm -hmm. at Calabasas High. Yes. And I'm just bullied and I got net gear on mm -hmm. and I'm scrolling through these celebrity boards and <laughs> yeah, I see oh my it yeah. and my eyes narrow and I'm like, I can totally identify her. Let's take her down. That would be me. <laughs> they didn't have those kind of people down no, there. They no, they did not. No special investigators with a no. grudge. <laughs> well, undaunted at this point and unafraid because they had no one like you on their case, Nick and Rachel, they weren't done yet because they had, as they pointed out, their whole new crew and they all had ideas and targets of their own. So the pressure, though, starting to get to Nick Prugo. He later recalled how one day he was watching a local news station. He sees footage of them on TV. And it's him and Rachel breaking into Audrina Partridge's place. And it was like, quote, I was watching KTLA and I saw us and I just broke down. <laughs> but in the end, he also added, Rachel made it seem like it was okay. <laughs> so, Besties. <laughs> exactly. So for the next targets, after they hit Paris Hilton, hit Audrina Partridge, they go up to their next place, which like, Paris Hilton's place, they just kept going back to Rob. They hit the home of the actress from the OC, Rachel Bilson. Okay. They broke into her house six times. Six times? <laughs> yes, between April and May. All told, they walked out with 130 grand of her stuff. What? Jewelry, clothing, handbags, all sorts of stuff. They were so chill about robbing Rachel Bilson's place that on May 9th, on one of their visits, Rachel Lee reportedly took a break to go use her bathroom, and she was in there for a while. Apparently, she really wanted to crap in Rachel Bilson's toilet. <laughs> Oh, Weird fandom. That's very right? strange. So after robbing her place six times, the Bling Green crew had so much of Rachel Bilson's stuff that they didn't even want it all. So the, the one day they went out to Venice Beach and they tried to like hawk it and, re and they resell it to tourists. Uh -huh. They were able to get rid of it for a few extra grand. They were like, yeah, do you want Rachel Bilson's, I don't know, what? like sock bag, whatever this is. <laughs> oh, my sock bag. So this is where re uh, reality meets reality <laughs> TV meets reality star thieves meets reality star turned thief. Yes. Your girl, Alexis Nears. Yes. In her own words, pulled from her MySpace page. Yes. Quote, I am currently working as a full-time model and actress, but in my spare time, when I have any, <laughs> I am a Pilates pole dance and hip-hop instructor. What? Yes. She and her sister, <laughs> Tess, they were the stars of a new-at-the-time reality show from E! It was filming its first season. The show was about how the sisters had grown up raised on self-help books. Yes. The mom was, like, super into The Secret. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all coming back to You me. remember this show? Mm -hmm. was the Secret, which was huge at the time, right? Her mom's like, I'm going to raise my children on this. And then they were like, we need to put cameras on this and show the world. Right. And they did. Anyway, through the vagaries of the Valley party scene, Alexis met Nick Prugo, professional good time guy and part-time burglar. Instantly, she had an opinion about him. As Alexis recalled to Vanity Fair, I didn't care for Nick. <laughs> Anyway, it wasn't like he was like a poor or anything. It wasn't like he like wore the wrong clothes or he was obnoxious. She didn't like him because he liked her sister. He um, took all of Tess's attention. There was a lot of jealousy between me and Tess and him. Oh, God. Yes. And so it was indeed confirmed by Nick's recollection of these same events. He said, Tess wanted me to be her little best friend. Tess and Alexis got into a fight about me. Oh. So not only that, Rachel Lee noticed all this time he was spending with Tess and Alexis, and she grows jealous, uh -huh. which may have been Nick's original intention. I yeah. don't know. I mean, it's, it's, like all, it's all like an episode of The Hills, Elizabeth. It <laughs> it's just, it's Gossip Girl all over again. I'm just kidding. I've never watched a single minute of these shows. But anyway, back to Alexis. She said, Nick really liked the life we had. He wanted to live like us. He wanted to tag along with us to the clubs we went to, like Apple, Guys and Dolls, Teddy's, Echo. It was known that we were out hanging out with Emile Hirsch and Leonardo DiCaprio, just like typical young Hollywood. I love dropping Emile Hirsch yes. before Leonardo DiCaprio. No way, not Emile Hirsch. And when they say Apple, I just imagine them at the Apple store. <laughs> Outside in the line. Sidling up to the old genius bar. Exactly. Now, all kidding aside, Alexis and Tess, they did really open doors for Nick, quite literally. As he put it, they were the first people that brought me out to clubs. So, oh, yeah, they brought this special. valley boy and they showed him Hollywood. So this is also where he would meet uh, his later future co-defendants, Jonathan Ajar and Roy Lopez Jr. Oh, right. But before we get into all that, let's break into Orlando Bloom's home. <laughs> yes, please. But before we do that, let's take a little break. <laughs> okay. And then we'll be back to break into Orlando Bloom's home. <laughs> nice. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, Elizabeth. Okay, Zaren. At this point, it's July 2009. Mm-hmm. You into it? Yeah, I'm there. You remember it? Yeah, I guess. Orlando Bloom, big star at the time. Yeah. Lord of the Rings guy. You oh, know, right, right, right. Fires the arrows and stuff. Sure, never yeah, seen him. he was them. an elf. Anyway. I tried watching the Lord of the Rings movie. Did you? What happened? Your Is power there, are there more than one? There's multiple Okay, well, I saw the first did your, one. Did your power go out? What happened? No, <laughs> I was watching, and it got so boring that I would fast forward, and they were just, like, walking. <laughs> and we're walking, and we're walking through the Shire, and I'm, like, fast forward, just watching and walk all fast. That movie on fast forward is all walking. It was all walking, and I was like, snooze. Yeah, no, I couldn't take it. Uh, I can see that. I can totally see that. <laughs> so Orlando Bloom, at the time, out of town, out of L.A., he's in New York filming something. Bling Ring Cruz knows this because of TMZ. Mm. And also the fan sites, the Perez Hilton of it all. So they decide to hit his place while he's away. They're like, he's out of town. Let's go rob him. So July 13th, 2009, Nick and Alexis were at a night spot called Beso. It's a little bar restaurant on Hollywood Boulevard. Anyway, Nick gets a call. It's Rachel. She wants to know where he is, what he's doing, who he's out with. He's like, oh, I'm with Alexis. We're at Beso. And she tells him, well, you need to come here. Meet me here. Right? The whole, like drama continues. Sure. Interestingly, Alexis was reportedly staying with Nick at his parents' place at this time. Oh. I know, right? The girl raised by her parents who relied on self-help books had been kicked out of her home by her parents. Oh. Apparently they needed some self-help books. (laughs) I think everyone needed a lot of help. According to the story, she had been caught smoking Oxycontin. Wait, she what? Smoking Oxycontin. Is that something you do? If you want to really just ruin your life, yeah. (laughs) So that's according to Nick Perugo, right? This is not a, Alexis Near. She denies that she was smoking OxyContin. So this is the the alleged part, right? Uh-huh. Again, it's all very gossip girls. Yeah, <laughs> so this is, there's a what lot. What is going clear on. and known is that Rachel Lee picked Orlando Bloom's place as a target. It was mm-hmm. her idea. Now, not to hit it for his stuff. She's like, forget Orlando. He didn't have anything she really wanted, other than maybe money and drugs, right? But Orlando Bloom was dating someone that Rachel Lee was very oh, much into. I think I know. Back to Nick Prugo. Miranda Kerr, a Victoria's Secret model, was dating Orlando Bloom, and Rachel wanted Victoria's Secret model's clothing. So, oh, I had no idea that's who that was. Yeah, Miranda Kerr. So at this point, I thought Alex it was Sears, Madeline Albright. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think she also had a giant. <laughs> I think she also had a giant <laughs> piano. Remember the giant piano that who gets did? Uh, Miranda Kerr? I have no idea anyway, who that is. At this point, Alexis uh, knew that Nick and Rachel. We're up to with the rest of their bling ring crew. She knew the secret. She knew they'd been robbing celebrity houses. And it was something of an open secret in the Valley party scene, like everyone kind of knew. And that night in July, she was drunk and willing to consider bad life choices. And she's already smoking oxy, so why not? come on. But she told the LAPD later on, she was, quote, not sure what was going on. But when Nick (laughs) parked his white Toyota alongside a twisty road at the Hollywood Hills, or in the Hollywood Hills, rather. Now, they were met by Rachel and Diana Tomeo, little dog door Diana. Now, together, the four (laughs) 
four hiked up to Orlando Bloom's house. They uh-huh. walked up backwards up the hill. Wait, what? Why? With their arms crossed over their faces to hide them from the security cameras. Oh, they figured smart. out the security camera part, smart. right? So Orlando Bloom's house was apparently this all-black number, and Alexis Nears claims that she didn't want to go inside. Like She's like, I don't know. That's kind of weird, right? But she was drunk and possibly high on some heroin, so she's like, yeah, let's eh, do it. Throw right? another log on the fire. So Rachel Lee snipped open a section of the chain link fence. This four scramble through. They check the windows and the doors. None are open. Mm-hmm. But they finally find one that's open by the pool, right? So they stroll inside the home and they get to work. They're grabbing Louis Vuitton luggage and filling it with clothing and jewelry and whatever they want, like big Rolex watches, artwork, whatever they could fit in the luggage that they coveted, right? Uh-huh. Alexis says she shouted, what are you doing? Get me out of here. <laughs> and then with her nerves firing off and there's just this chaos of panic, right? She walked outside where she promptly threw up. Nice. And then she turned around and she peed in the bushes. Wow. Yeah. She just evacuated <laughs> exactly. completely. Everything out. We're having a get out of business sale. <laughs> so meanwhile, back inside Orlando Bloom's place, the other three are going to town. Rachel Lee is literally called it going shopping at this point. As Nick later explained it, you grabbed a suitcase and you filled it up with whatever you wanted. So (laughs) apparently after she puked and peed, Alexis was feeling better because she walked back inside the home and she did some shopping of her own. So once she'd evacuated everything, she's like, I'm purged, I'm cleansed, let's do this. Do it. So according to Nick, in his master bedroom, Rachel found a stash of Rolexes and like $1,500. Alexis grabbed a Louis Vuitton laptop-sized bag, and she was rocking it as a purse. Miranda Kerr had a dress there by Alex Perry, like a one-of-a-kind runway dress. She took that. Huh. So on his on his surveillance footage, the LAPD noted the four obscure teenagers with their arms over their faces hiking up and down the Hollywood Hills for about two hours, like uh-huh. from between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. They oh, they're making multiple trip trips. Trip after trip after trip. For this is shopping spree, Elizabeth. So Nick and Alexis, they leave at around 5 a.m. They're like, okay, we can't fit any more on the Toyota. We're out. So <laughs> Diana how much, and how Rachel. How much Louis Vuitton luggage does... Yeah. Do they have? I don't know. Right? I, I'm just Multiple trunks. Imagine like trunk or case or, you know, like steamer trunks at this point. <laughs> Probably. Anyway, uh, Rachel Lee tells Nick at the time, I want artwork because I'm moving to Vegas and I want stuff to decorate my house. So she went back inside for like one more art peep cruise. Art w- oh. Yeah, she planned to move to Vegas with her father and she was done living with her mother and her stepdad, right? So she wanted to move on, but she wanted some art for her walls. Yeah, come on. So, yeah, anyway. So now let's get into... Jonathan DeJar. She took all of his Thomas Kincaid's. <laughs> exactly. By Roy <laughs> Neiman. So around this time, professional sleazebag Jonathan DeJar, he enters the picture. Mm-hmm. He was, as I told you, a nightclub promoter that right. Nick, Nick met through his time spent with Alexis and Tess in Hollywood. Okay. Nick took his hot Rolexes that he'd lifted from Orlando Bloom's place and he sold them to Jonathan DeJar. Oh. By the way, dude's street name, Johnny Dangerous. Wait, Johnny yes, Dangerous? Johnny Dangerous. I'm so embarrassed for him. <laughs> According to they Nick. They call me Johnny Dangerous. Tell teenagers. Like, don't call tell, me, call don't me tell anyone dangerous. that. No, they don't. They don't call you Johnny Dangerous. Stop no one it. does that. You're, the, the reflection in your mirror is the only human. I mean, you tell him, Dizzy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can speak on this. <laughs> now, according to Nick, the Bling Ring crew, they set their sights on new young Hollywood targets, names. Now they got a fence to move their stuff. They got Johnny Dangerous working for them. Mm-hmm. So they said, you know who we should hit? What about Zac Efron? Oh, yeah, totally. What about Hillary Duff? Oh, my God. Vanessa Hudgens. They're just going through names, right? But for them, the creme de la creme that they all kind of go, oh, should we? I don't know. Can we? Is... Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yeah. That's the lion's den yeah. right there. Where <laughs> else? <laughs> Johnny Dangerous is only too happy to help them at being their new fence. So he's like, I got some targets in mind, too, if you guys want to hit these names. We're like, these are all old people. Who are these people? But no, in all honesty, he also picked young Hollywood people. Yeah. And true to her word, Rachel Lee did get out of town. Oh. She did move to Vegas and lived with her father, David Lee. True to his nature and their relationship, when she left town, Nick helped her load up her car with all their ill-gotten gains. Uh-huh. And then he drove her to Vegas like, girl, Aww. you're going to have such a good life in this new town. <laughs> now, I think you could say he was down bad for her, but like in a platonic way, right? Okay. Like, time may wait for no man, but or for their semi-platonic crush on their partner in crime. Mm-hmm. And as I pointed out, crime also will wait for no man. So... In August, the Bling Ring crew was back at it without Rachel Lee. They're like, we can do this without our ringleader. So they decided, you know what we should hit? Brian Austin Green's house. <gasps> the 90210 B9ers? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Like, now, you may be wondering, why do they want to hit the nerd kid who grew up to be somewhat sexy from 90210? Baby, it's you, girl. Do you know why? why? It wasn't him. Just like Orlando Bloom. Forget him. It was his girlfriend they wanted to hit. His girlfriend at the time, Elizabeth? 
Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. That's yeah. right. That's right. Oh, so, boy. Now, Rachel Lee came back into town for this one. She's like, y'all hitting her? I'm coming back. So she coveted Megan Fox's wardrobe. So she came back from Vegas for that score. <laughs> now, really what <laughs> brought her... pulled her out of retirement. Totally. Well, it, it was crazy because the next one, though, is the summit of young Hollywood. Rachel Lee really wanted to rob Lindsay Lohan's house. Yeah, That was course. for her way be- remember, bigger and better than Megan Fox. Remember when that one guy kept referring to her as fire crotch? Yes, yes. Uh, the the Greek <laughs> shipping magnet something, something right? Yeah, yeah, he... yeah. I don't know. Anyway, as Nick recalled at the time, it was her ultimate fashion icon. <laughs> so just like some co-star from an action movie, Rachel Lee came back to town for one last job. <laughs> August 23rd, the original crew back together. Nick, Rachel, and along for the ride, Dog Door Diana Tomeo. God bless. The three located Lindsay Lohan's Spanish-style Hollywood Hills home. Lilo. found a way in, they found an open door, and then they went shopping, girl. Nice. I don't recall Lindsay Lohan being like a... Like a fashion, I mean, oh I, yeah, oh but yeah. I mean, like, was she She's wearing like row, designer? Yeah. Oh no, she was very much. Yeah. Even I know that because I have a sister, so I know that. I just recall like the really everyone was wearing those really low cut, yeah, those like, party dress jeans. The, no, oh, the, the, yeah, the low rise jeans. Lo, yeah. Oh, such you a didn't bad, like that. No. bad time. Well, that was like a, the rocker hangover with the trucker hats and all that, uh-huh. and the, the yeah, Hardy the Von Dutch the, of it all, the Ed yeah, Hardy yeah. of it all. Yeah, but it's oh, it's so bad. Not a good look. No, it wasn't a good look in the seventies. It wasn't a good look when he came back in the early. It's got to come back. Anyway, it probably will. That's horrible. So when they get to Lindsay Lohan's place, they robbed her for $130,000 worth of clothing and jewelry. Oh, wow. For Rachel Lee and Diana Tameo, they relished their time at the peak of young Hollywood. Hmm. They had made it to the mountaintop, girl. <laughs> As Nick would later tell investigators, the girls were like freaking out over Lindsay's stuff. I didn't even want to go to Lindsay's because I had a feeling if anything was taken, well, just like with Audrina Partridge's, the footage would be released. That's what he had the oh. feeling of. And he was 100% correct. And you remember, he remembered how he had spent all this time in raw panic, sweating it out when he saw his face on TMZ and yeah, on, yeah. on KTLA and just no one happened to recognize him. Well, this time, Nick had every reason to fret because three days after they broke into Lindsay Lohan's home, the LAPD released the security footage of them and asked for the public's help finding these perps. The three had now flown too close to the sun. Well, and for these, like, club kids who want to be, you know, among the rich and famous— How insulting that this comes up and everyone's like, I have no idea who these people are. (laughs) Totally. Just, oh, what a burn. (laughs) So at this point, now that they've flown too close to the sun, all that's left for them to do is fall. Yeah. They've been to the mountaintop, Lindsay Lohan's home. There was nowhere left to go. Nowhere but down. So it didn't take them long for karmic gravity to yank the bling ring crew back to ground. For one, they made the huge mistake of letting everyone in the valley know that they were robbing people in Hollywood Hills. Right, Remember right. that whole thing? Yeah. So teenagers don't, they're not known to keep secrets. Mm-mm. So they're, since their crimes were an open secret with hundreds of teens, uh, <laughs> it turned out, though, that's not what doomed them. In the end, it would be one of their own who would betray them. <gasps> really? Can you guess who? Alexis? Yes! Nice. Alexis Nexus dropped that homegirl <laughs> raised on self-help books helped herself. She, she called, had a secret. <laughs> she called the LAPD and she spoke her truth <laughs> the, as an anonymous tipster. She fingered oh. Nick Prugo and Rachel Lee. And by now we're in 2009. Facebook has come along. It's all the rage. It's now like pretty much everyone on college campuses wants to be on face or the Facebook. So the LAPD, they used Nick and Rachel's the Facebook pages to prove that they knew each other and were friends. September 17th, Nick Pruger gets arrested by the LAPD. The cops had his face from the video from the surveillance footage at yeah. Lindsay Lohan's house. He denies any and all involvement. He's like, that's not me. I don't know who that is. I mean, that guy looks like me. He's kind of handsome, but it's not me. <laughs> so, so his anxiety, though, kicked in something fierce. He tried to, like, act tough. Like, oh, he, that's he, right. right? But got, he, yeah. he couldn't eat. He couldn't sleep. Yeah. He started losing hair. He was like, I'm losing hair, man. So October, <laughs> he went back to the police, and he confessed everything he knew which was far more than they knew. He started spilling all of his beans. <gasps> oh, he didn't no. even have a deal in place when he started he talking. Did, did he lawyer up? No, as Detective oh, Brett Goodkin told it, he confessed to crimes we didn't even know he committed. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, Nick no. just started talking and he didn't stop until his anxiety left him alone. As he put it, even though I was charged with more, you know, things, I still think it was the right thing to do. 
Oh, man. We hear this often on this show that the guilt starts killing them, eating uh-huh, at them, right? And the uh-huh. confession becomes like the spiritual experience where all of a sudden they step back into the light or whatever. Yeah. Nick credits as the turning point in my life. Uh, it probably was. Now, not to make light of it. I really don't. But his confession seemed to allow him to step outside of himself You're making and light see of it. how his actions impacted others. Okay. That's the part that is meaningful. Yeah. I'll make fun of him. But yeah, he yeah. did see, no, of course. he realized that, you know, this is difficult for teenagers. I mean, they have unfinished brains. That's I mean, exactly what I was going to say. What yeah. is it, 25 and your brain's done right. being baked up? So. You shouldn't do anything. Yeah, he's got. You a should ha- just live in a box before you're 25. <laughs> <laughs> so this this team with a half baked brain, he's going around making all sorts of terrible decisions. Finally, he can get outside of himself. He's like, "Whoa, man, look what I'm doing!" Yeah. Right? Okay. As Nick would put it, and I quote. I want to make it clear that everything I had in my possession, I gave back. It was really hard for me to do that, but the stuff <laughs> wasn't mine anyway. So I'm a piece of <laughs> for taking it. I'm just really trying to make whatever amends I can, especially to these celebrities that I victimized. I really want them to know that I'm sorry. I'm not really sure how I'm going to do that yet, but I really plan on making some formal apology to them. I don't know how they'll react. I mean, to have someone in your house when it, where it's your most personal of sanctuaries? Well, it's actually very right? self-aware. Exactly. Yeah. He, I mean, the, good for him. Setting all the whole like, I want to make amends to celebrities, like, but just to people, <laughs> it's really kind of nice, yeah, right? Yeah. As for Rachel Lee, after he was arrested, he didn't get to contact her, but he told Vanity Fair, "quote It was a real friendship, and this whole thing's been really hard. I still love her, Aww. right? And if you still want to know why they did it, beyond his unrequited yet, according to him, sisterly love for Rachel Lee, right? Nick Prugo has an answer for you. It's not much of an answer, but it is an answer, Elizabeth. <laughs> okay. We just did it." Oh. I know it sounds dumb, but Rachel just wanted the clothes. She wanted to look pretty. I was just following Rachel. I loved her. Almost like a sister. I just wanted her to be pretty. Now, after this day, after his day in court on April 15th, 2013, Nick Prugo gets tried, convicted, and sentenced to two years in prison. Oh. Two weeks after he first confessed, LAPD arrested Dog Door Diana Tomeo, mm-hmm. Roy Lopez Jr., the bouncer, Jonathan Ajar, a.k.a. Johnny Dangerous, and they also arrested the tipster, Alexis Nears. Oops. Oopsie. Yeah, the LAPD even went and arrested Rachel Lee at her father's house in Las Vegas. Oh, wow. She did not take the news well, girl. I can imagine. <laughs> According to the LAPD, Lee asked several officers if they would release her if she told them where everything is. <laughs> This was, of course, just a for instance. And as the LAPD's arrest report put it, Lee allegedly said, hypothetically, let's say I might know where this property is located and who has it. How could that help me? Hypothetically. She was feeling pretty cocky since she believed she had removed any and all stolen property from her father's place. But she was wrong. She had not because she was averse to work. So that (laughs) caught up to her at the worst moment. Back to the LAPD arrest report on Rachel Lee. It is clear that Lee felt she had successfully removed all items of stolen property from the residence, right? As I told you, Elizabeth, she had not. The LAPD found one of Lindsay Lohan's coats. Oh. And really creepily, some topless photos of Paris Hilton that Rachel Lee had stolen and kept for herself. When she saw the LAPD officers holding Lindsay Lohan's coat and the topless photos of Paris Hilton's, she knew her good times were over. Back to the LAPD arrest report. Her mood instantly changed from being calm and collected to instantly becoming nearly hysterical, (laughs) physically ill, and gagging as though she were about to vomit. (laughs) In total, police found $20,000 of stolen goods in her father's home. Oops. Oh, so she did So she gets arrested. Rachel Lee spoke with the officers. Again, back to the LAPD arrest report. Lee asked Detective Leanne Hoffman if she had spoken to the victims. Hoffman replied that she had spoken to all of the victims. Lee became excited and asked, what did Lindsay say? <gasps> no. <laughs> this is a sickness. Yes, totally. So since her arrest, Lee and her family have denied all requests for interviews. They're uh-huh. like, we come from North Korea. I'm not talking to the yeah, press. Yeah, that's true. So her lawyer, Peter Korn, and that's with a K, just like the band, Peter Korn. Oh, wow. Mr. Korn said, I don't want to participate in the media attention in this case. Sir, you took this client. I think it's your job to participate (laughs) in the media attention in this case. Anyway, Rachel Lee, she gets tried, convicted, sentenced to four years in prison. Mm. On a good note, while locked up, she joined a program called Fire Camp. It's a disaster release uh, training program for convicts. She was released early for her good behavior after one year, four months. You know, look at you, girl. So wait, fire, is she not fighting wildfires? Fire, yeah, she became a firefighter. Oh, wow. Yeah, or at least part of the, the program. To She may not be a firefighter. She may be part of the auxiliary part of that program. Sure, I don't sure. know. I really feel like any of the convicts who do that, who fight should become wild, firefighters when they, they get released. They should automatically yeah. become firefighters. I think that's BS. That, they yeah. did their time. But firefighting is very surf. much a family job, like being a stuntman. They don't want to let people in. Yeah. I mean, I'll but be I mean, honest about that. they're firefighters. 
years. Of course, I agree. Yeah. But it's also very much a like, somewhat of a closed ranks job. Yeah, true. Not a lot of jobs, you know, so forth. Yeah. Anyway, my girl Diana, old dog door Tomeo, she pleaded no contest to her charges. She received three years probation, 60 days of community service. She has since found God. Oh, good for her. Uh, which brings us to your girl, Alexis Near. Yes. You watched her show. You loved her. You already know what happened. But for the sake of finishing her story, let me tell you this. Her reality show when she was filming for E, documented her subsequent arrest and trial. Do you yeah. remember when her mother was telling her, try to be really proactive about telling them your journey? Yeah. Like, she was apparently coaching her and she was terrible and they were fighting all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the mom is just insufferable. Uh, all I remember from that show is Alexis trying to leave a voicemail or something uh-huh. for the Vanity Fair author. Oh, yeah, uh, Nancy Jo Sales. Yeah, and like crying. But that that's Nancy about the Joe, only... Nancy you have to believe me. Yes, that's about the only memory I have Yeah, that she puts that kind of in the story she writes. It's yeah. You know, when she faced justice on camera, Alexis had to answer for the Mark Jacobs purse in her possession that mm-hmm. belonged to Rachel Bilson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She had also had a Chanel necklace that belonged to Lindsay Lohan. Mm. Double oops. Alexis promised, I have receipts for everything. <laughs> she did not have receipts no. for everything. Now, as you may recall, uh, as her reality show and E! documented, the cameras were there when she walked out of jail in Van Nuys. Mm. Did you see that? Anyway, I don't know. one week prior to her arraignment, Alexis was still denying that she was in any way involved with the Bling Ring crew, right? Mm-hmm. So she's got these cameras covering her. She's like, I don't even know those girls or whatever, right? Yeah. As she told Vanity Fair, or Nancy Joe Sales from the Vanity Fair, and I quote, I'm a firm believer in karma and I think the situation was attracted into my life because it was supposed to be a huge learning lesson for me to grow and expand as a spiritual human being. I see myself being like an Angelina Jolie but even stronger you know like pushing even harder for the universe and for peace and for the health of our planet. She's like, I stole all this stuff, but how can I make this about me? In, in my journey and how I'm better than uh, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> but that's not all, Elizabeth. Your girl Alexis Near had way more to say. She further added, God didn't give me these talents and looks just to sit around being a model or being famous. I want to lead a huge charity organization. I want to lead a country for all I know. <laughs> for all I know, kills me. <laughs> uh, Alexis Near, she learned that the actor Orlando Bloom was prepared to testify against her at her trial. Oh. She then made an abrupt 180 on her whole legal strategy. She pleaded no contest to her charges. She was tried, convicted, and sentenced to 100 days in jail, not to mention $600,000 in restitution that she owed Whoa. Orlando Bloom. Apparently, she Whoa. went chopping hard in his place. Yeah, it sounds like now, it. Now, I've saved the best part for last. Alexis Nears was not alone in jail. While she was locked up in L.A. County holding, she was at the Century Regional Detention Facility. That sound familiar for any reason? Mm, it's in it? Linwood, just off the 105 freeway. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a great King Taco right by there. Anyway, staying on the same cell block as Lilo. Alexis was, Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> That's when they were doing like 24 hours. Yeah, or exactly. They were sentenced to longer, but yeah, I, think she would I was come in there in for li- three hours. Totally. Yeah. So Lindsay was coincidentally serving time for her own little legal picadillas. We don't uh-huh. need to get into those. But what do you think Lindsay Lohan said to one of her obsessed teen girls who had <gasps> robbed her and her friends? Wait, they actually spoke? Nothing. They never spoke. Oh, darn it. Can you believe that? One month after the, all these opportunities, Alexis Nears was released. And lastly, we get to Johnny Dangerous, a.k.a. Jonathan Jar, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. club promoter. Turns Johnny out Dangerous. he had a prior cocaine conviction. Oh. That was bad news for him when the cops showed up and searched his home and they found cocaine. Oh, but God. not only that, they also found a handgun. But that's a no-no for a felon. Uh-huh. The worst part was the gun wasn't his. Oh, it was God. Brian Austin Green's gun. No! That was, that's another <laughs> crime. That's so, the gun that 90210 <laughs> bought. Exactly. So Johnny Dangerous, he caught the most charges. He was rung up on three counts of possession of a firearm by a felon, six counts of possession for sale of a controlled substance, a.k.a. cocaine, and he caught a charge for having ammo also as a felon. Uh-huh. In the end, he was tried, convicted, and sentenced to three years in jail. Oh, wow. Nick Prugo recalled how Johnny Dangerous had been taking advantage of the kids who brought him all the hot merchandise defense. Yeah. As Nick recalled, he gave us $5,000 for like 10 Rolexes, which I guess is a ripoff now that I think of it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Elizabeth. What's our ridiculous takeaway He'd here? He'd know from a ripoff. Come on now. Uh, my ridiculous takeaway is that celebrity, it, it's fascinating to me always how some people are completely intoxicated by celebrity and will do whatever. It is a powerful magic. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not one I have any interest in. Like, I wouldn't want to be famous. Mm-mm. It's not something that I go, hey, that looks like fun. It looks like it's really disorienting for the person who's famous. Yeah. And disorienting for people who are around the person who's right, famous. Right, This just being one example. When you get some teenagers, they do all sorts oh, of man. stuff. Because they're like, look, I can drive, but I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have executive function in my brain. <laughs> it's not done baking. <laughs> anyway, that was my story. 
That was beautiful. Thank Glad you. you enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thank you for asking. As always, you can find <laughs> us online at Ridiculous Crime on Twitter, Instagram, and somewhere else. We have a website, RidiculousCrime.com. We love it when you give us talkbacks. So mm-hmm. uh, go onto the iHeart app, download it if you don't have it, and talk back at us. Yes. Email us if you want at RidiculousCrime at gmail.com. Hey, Elizabeth, you know what? Are you in the mood to, to hear a talkback? I think, you know what? Yakety yak, talkback. Zaren Burnett, you in. Elizabeth are a handful. I love the way you make her laugh when you do your voice impression. Boy, you are very talented. Love the show. Thanks a lot for the laughs. See, aren't those fun? Oh, I love those. I love them so much. Okay, that's all I got for you, folks. We'll catch you next crime. Thanks Later. for listening. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zaren Burnett. Produced and edited by Sergeant of Arms of the Audrina Partridge <laughs> Fan Club, Dave Kustin. Research is by Marissa Berlin Hilton Brown and Andrea London Hilton Song Sharpentier. Our theme song is by Thomas Helsinki Hilton Lee and Travis Kansas City Hilton Dutton. The host wardrobe provided by Body 500. Executive producers are Ben Bangkok Hilton Bolin and Noel Leave Brittany Alone Brown. Ridiculous Crime. Say it one more time. Ridiculous Crime. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.